So good evening. How you doing? You all right? Great. So my name's Chris, if you don't know me already. So I'm a Baptist minister, part of the family of Camborne Church here. And I, um, I'm so happy to be looking at light because the team that I work with, we're the light project. And uh, we have a college called the Light College and I help lead that. So the Light Project is um, something that I set up about 20 years ago. And uh, I really believe in being light and Jesus being light. So the theme for tonight, woohoo, it's my theme, yay. <laughs> so we're looking at the I Ams. And uh, we've, had a, we've had a pretty good go at the I Ams. Who knows the seven I Am sayings of Jesus? got the easy one here i am the light i'm the shepherd the vine door or gate yeah gate the bread the lamb yeah why not yeah the lamb let's have the lamb in there it's not in there but the gateway kinda yeah we've kind of said the gate yeah the door the way, the truth, and life, and the resurrection and the life. I think that's it. And also, Jesus does declare, uh, before Abraham was, I am, uh, in John 8. So there's seven. And um, we're going to look at um, light. I want to share my story, his story, and our story. Is that okay? That's where we're going. Let me just... I need, I need something to put this on. Here we go. Woohoo! This will do. So my story. Pippa, can I have the... Um... That's wonderful. Because Jesus says, I am the light. And then he says, um, you, are, you are the light. So my light story. Uh, so about 20 years ago, I was hanging out on the streets... And you've probably heard me say this, but I've made quite a bit of money hanging out on the streets with people who are homeless. Because people come up to me and give me money, which is lovely. (laughs) And one guy, seriously, no joke, one guy thrust five quid in my hand. And he looked at me and he went, so son, how long have you been on the streets? And I went, about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So my story. So 20 years ago, I was hanging out on, on the streets in Chester in the northwest and uh, I uh, was serving people who are homeless uh, providing things that people needed but mainly being a friend on the streets and and that's what I did did some detached youth work set up some youth projects and a young American bible college student who was studying at the Moody Institute in Chicago, came and did her placement with me. And she said, Chris, you are like light on the streets. Can I come and train with you for a year? I went, yeah, why not? That'd be great. And it just got me thinking, light, light, light. And I wanted to set up this thing to help me do what I do with the dream that maybe one day... I could do it full-time. Like, wouldn't it be great to be an evangelist full-time? Be so good. And I thought, you know what? It's about light. It's about the light project. 
And so Sydney, who's still a friend, I go and stay in her home with her husband, John, who I was best man to. Uh, he's a vicar in, right in the heart of Chester. Uh, she brought that idea of the light project. And since then, we've trained about 350 people uh, to be evangelists and now offer a, a BA in theology, mission and evangelism. And in September, going to start training Baptist ministers as pioneers and evangelists. Uh, who will go and church plant and do church in new ways, creative ways. Um, so it's quite exciting, my light story. On Friday, I was light in the middle of London. I was with Ruth, it was her birthday, and the kids, and we went to see a show. It was very good. Um, the man in the white coat, have you heard of it? It's about a man who has a white coat. It's a beautiful, it's a simple story. But anyway, we went to see a show. And as we're walking around Leicester Square and we're taking in the rap artists, man, they're so good. The beatboxes, just beautiful entertainment on the streets in Leicester Square by the M&M place. Do you know it? And you've got the Lego store. And I'm looking out for Costa because two months ago I prayed for his back. Now, the irony is that I've got a really sore back, but I'm looking out for Costa, hoping and praying that his back is okay. Because two months previous, I'm sitting in Pret-a-Manger, having a nice old grey tea with a friend. And we're just talking. Yeah, he's a friend from the Light Project. And I keep hearing this guy go, Describe tickets! I'm like, what is he saying? Describe tickets! Describe tickets! He just keeps saying it. And I'm like, is he, what is he, discounting it? What is he actually saying? Anyway, I'm, my eyes just look, and as I'm sipping on my Earl Grey tea with soya milk, it's very nice, it's a good combo, try it. I think, I need to pray for that man's back who's going, discounting it! And I, so I go up to him and say, listen mate, a bit of a weird one, but can I pray for your back? He goes, what do you mean? I said, have you got a sore back? He goes, yeah, how did you know? I was like, wow, I was just sitting there having meal, grey tea. And I really felt for you and your back. He goes, ah, yeah, it's really painful. Been doing this for five years, he says. Discount tickets. Wow, it's a long time to stand there for five years. But anyway, and um, so I offered to pray for his back. And he goes, yeah, why not? So I said, can I put my hand on your back? He goes, yeah, cool. So I pray for his back that uh, the Lord would heal his back. And he's really thankful, gives me a big hug. And off I go. And I looked out for him on Friday night. I thought it would be great if Jesus has met with him and healed his back. And there he is. Discount tickets! Discount tickets! And there he is, Costa. And I, I go, mate. He goes, oh, are you right? I go, do you remember me? He goes, yeah. Just a couple of months ago, prayed for you about how is it? He goes, it's good. It's good. Right, hey, that's wonderful. God is with you, I said. And I held his hand. And I'm also holding my wife's hand. So it was a little bit weird. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I said, God is with you. And off we went. And it felt like, hey, I've been light. I've been light. Last night, there was a fight down the pub. We were at a 40th birthday party. And it was a clash of cultures. There was a group of lads who were getting absolutely wasted. 
And there was a very civilised, posh 40th birthday party with cake and nibbles in the pub. And the landlord said, look, sorry, we can't serve you anymore because there's a party going on. And they're loud and, man, they've been drinking. And while I'm there, they, have, they must have had like 15 drinks each. And I was, for an hour, I'm thinking, this is not going to work well. Bit of a clash of, and it's a tiny little pub, our local, in Great Granston. It's a very posh little pub. It's a good one, though, isn't it? It's all right. And um, anyway, glass gets thrown. There's lots of glass everywhere. There's lots of shouting. Tables get kicked. Landlord is hiding in the kitchen in the dark. So I go into the kitchen. I says, listen, mate, are you okay? He goes, no. It's like, I want to clear up that glass. Because as this is going on, and they're still there, by the way, these lads. They want drink. <laughs> like, how can anyone drink so much? It was quite mind-boggling. But as they're there, and all of this is going on, and I've kind of ushered Ruth and some friends away from what's going on, all I'm thinking is, you need to clear up that glass. It was a real weird one. It was like, I don't want to clear up the glass. Anyway, the landlord says, there's a dustpan and brush in the bar. It's the red one sitting on the keg. So I go and get it. And I kneel down. And they're kicking off. But it's a bit of a weird one. One of the lads says, because they're effing and jeffing at me. One of the lads says, hey, you can't do that. He's the vicar. Like, that's who they think I am. I'm not the vicar. But anyway, I'm clearing up the glass. And... I'm, pr- I'm quite grateful that they were so drunk because one of the lads comes in and throws a glass at my head, but he misses so badly. Just so bad. It's like, he's so drunk. He looks at me and it's like that. It's, like, it's, got, it's gone miles off. But I felt that I was light, just clearing up the glass with it all going on. Can't really confront very, very drunk people. To be light where there's darkness. So that's a little bit of my story, my light story. And I want to now share his story. So Jesus' light story, it starts right in the beginning. Um, If I can have the next slide. In Genesis, it declares this. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep. While a wind from God swept over the waters, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, there was morning, the first day. So Jesus' light story starts right in the beginning. Because right at the beginning 
of John's gospel, we read this. In the beginning, the living expression, the word, this is the passion translation, was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. And they were together, face to face, in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him. For his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom. The light that darkness could not diminish. Jesus's I am the light story starts in the beginning. Every single thing, every part of us, every thing created through him. Through him. And he holds all things together. <laughs> this is big. In the word of God, light um, it equals life. It means life. The first thing necessary for life is light. Secondly, in, in the Bible, you can see that light, well, it refers to truth. So Jesus declared that those who follow him will not walk in darkness. And thirdly, we see light meaning salvation, that we're made right. In, in Peter, I think it's 1 Peter, he describes that we are called out of darkness into the kingdom of light, into his glorious light. And Paul describes those who receive the light are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And Jesus, uh, if I can have the next slide, he says this in John 8, verse 12. I am light to the world. And those who embrace me will experience the experience life-giving light. And they will never walk in darkness. So Jesus, the I am the light. Jesus is the one who alone can give life, who alone can give truth, and who alone makes us right with the living God. He saves us. So you've heard my story. You've heard the big light of Jesus story. But what about our light story? 
the only I am saying out of the seven that Jesus then refers to you and to me is light. Because he says this in Matthew 5. Your lives light up the world. They really do. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Now this is where I get really excited. I'm really excited. I have to be careful. (laughs) I get so excited. Because that huge, whopping, great, big, in the beginning, all-giving, all-beautiful light of Jesus lives in me and lives in you. So our story is that the very life that has put all this together, that shines for all to see, lives in us. The most holy, beautiful, compassionate, loving, powerful ever live, lives in you and me by his spirit. So that's why he says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Where do you hide it? Where do you hide it? Because Jesus knows we're going to hide it. Even though we have this huge, whopping, great, big, you can't comprehend how beautifully bright and holy and good and everyone needs it light in us he knows we're going to hide it we're going to try and hide it the danger of hearing stories by the way my story is that I give the impression that I will pray for someone's back or I'll clear up glass in a pub (laughs) every five minutes but it's not the case I hide it and it's my job (laughs) <laughs> and hide it. I was in St Pancras, my favourite station in the world. Love it. I love going there early to get a cup of tea and just sit and watch and pray. I love it. It's like a cathedral. Do you, do you know St Pancras? You know what I mean? It's great. And I often meet people. It's great. But I needed a wee. <laughs> so I went to the loo. <laughs> I walk out of the loo. As I'm walking out of the loo, I see two guys. They're cleaners. They're leaning on like their broom and their mop. They've got their bucket. And as I'm walking out, I just feel the Lord Jesus say, see that man? Go and pray for him. And I walk away. And I say, no. Because that's weird. <laughs> and then I stop. And I'm 
I've stopped significantly far away so it's not too weird. Like, I'm not stopping outside the ladies, you know. They're over there, I'm stopped here. And I stood there for five minutes having a bit of an argument. I didn't want to go and pray with this man. Besides, I needed to get my train. So I'm standing there going, and then I feel the Lord Jesus say, do you care? (laughs) That got me. (laughs) Because actually I did. So I go up to him and say, excuse me, um, I've just been for a wee and the guy, he grabs his mop. I don't know what he's ready for, but he's got his mop. You know, been for, yeah, I'll clear up the mess. Don't worry, sir. You know, it's like that. He's got his mop. So I've been for a wee and I love to pray for people. Can I pray for you for anything? And the man looks at me, he goes, no, I'm all right. I go, okay, you all right? He goes, yeah. Okay, um, what about you, mate? He goes, no, I'm all right. Okay, I'm Chris anyway. (laughs) And I shake his hand. He's called Mohammed. And his mate's called Ali, which I thought was really funny. It's Mohammed Ali. I'm going to remember that. And I shake the hands and off I go. And as I'm leaving, I'm thinking, what was that about? What was that about? And I'm... Walking, walking to Euston, and I'm thinking, what, what was that? And then I just feel in my, in me, <laughs> I feel Jesus say, hey, well done. Well done. But Jesus knows that we will hide our light, that we won't share it. <laughs> You know what? We need to believe that we are the light of the world. It's our position. It's who we've been made. This undeserved gift of the Lord Jesus has made us light for this world. We can't earn it. We can't do good stuff to make us light. We can't talk it up. It's who we are. So for those of us who have received the Lord Jesus, his light makes us light. I wonder if you are a submarine Christian. Do you know what I mean? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday... Thursday, Friday, (laughs) Saturday, Sunday, (laughs) hi, (laughs) Monday, 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 Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. (laughs) And I want to challenge us to be light all the time, not me. To not hide what I've got. To challenge you. Can we pray? Is that alright? Let's pray. So Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the light of the world.
And I thank you that you call us as the light of the world too. For those of us who are in a dark place, would you come and help us? For those of us who are in a bad place, please come and help us. Come and lift us to a place of light. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your light is so big. It was there right at the beginning (laughs) that you are the one who has made all things. Through you, all things are made. You are the one who gives life. He gives truth. 